Welcome to another episode of Million Dollar Stories. I have another best-selling author, and uh, I believe it came from this individual that the million-dollar book phrase became a norm. So I want to introduce you to a guy who basically explained that I was doing everything wrong when it came to tax planning. I was one of those guys that said, man, I can't wait to meet with my accountant in January after the year was over. <laughs> and uh, let me start to put some things in place. And he said, well, that is the wrong way to look at it. You got to start meeting with them in October and November so you can do the right things. So I want to thank this individual. He just put together a, an event. It was called Cash Profit Live, a major success in Florida. He had to dodge the hurricane that came his way. Uh, and it was uh, literally wow. not, not figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> it was a damn good time. But thanks for being here, Tyler McBroom, the, the only guy that I can think of that's doing social media and taxes at your level. Oh, thanks for having me, Mike. I'm super fired up to get into the conversation today. Yeah, man, we are. We talk to best-selling authors all the time, but nobody when it comes to taxes like you. So we'll get into that in a second. But before we get rolling, you obviously have the book Cash Flow and Grow, and this is your mm -hmm. moniker. This is your new identity. Yeah. Uh, what's another book out there that's changed your life? Hopefully, this book changed your life. But give me another yeah. one out there. Yeah. So that that book definitely did. Um, obviously, for a variety of reasons, getting getting. Uh, the opportunity to get Tony Robbins to give me a quote for the cover and, you know, and then everything else that led to just being a best-selling author. But I would say if I'm thinking back to um, a book that really sort of opened my eyes to the new way business should be done. Uh, and and it's, it's, it's by a guy who you've kind of harped on a little bit recently, uh, but it's, it's uh, th the thank you economy by Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I harp so, on him every once in a while, do yeah. a few things. Yeah. That book, I mean, for, for all of the, I understand the reasons you do, but for all of, all of that kind of whatever, you know, he's gotten connected with those big players, but <clears throat> the, and it's funny cause that's actually his least popular book, but he says it's his best book. Wow. Um, and it, it just, Totally. It was, it's, it's more, it's the most evergreen of his books, I think. And cause it doesn't get as tactical. It's more high level about the transition from how back in the early 1900s, everything was small town you had the butcher in small town. You had the, you know, the baker, butcher, baker, whatever. And, and, and so if you screwed up for your customers, the entire town heard about it and you went out of business and then it transitioned to through the 50s, 60s, 70s, post-World War II, became these big, huge, faceless corporations. And so the customer didn't matter because it was just, let's put a bunch of ad dollar behind TV, have horrible customer service. We're still going to make money. It's not all about profits. And then social media was this, this was back in 2011 when that book came out. It was first starting to become a thing not what it is now, but it was, and it, it was giving the voice back to the customer. And so it was, it was, while it talked high level about how much you could make money on by having a great social media presence, more of what it was is because the world is so connected now, it brought that small town feel back to business. And so taking care of the customer is more important than ever. And so that was a book that it, it made, I read it and I was like, wow, this is my philosophy too. And it was like eye-opening. And so then that caused me to follow Gary and kind of listen to all of his advice from a social media standpoint. And I eventually just took it and, and ran with it. And that's, you know, where, where we are today in terms of like, have built a pretty decent business off of, 
off of social media. So that was a big one for me. It's the service mindset, right? The Jim yeah. Rohn approach for serve the many for service to the many leads to greatness. And what you're saying is that now's the time that you can stand above the rest faster, more efficiently, if you just serve them at a higher level. You even bounce some ideas off of me when it comes to sending books out to potential clients mm-hmm. and and uh, it's wild how you, as you know, you're in the tax world, right? You know, the accounting world, you're thinking of creative ways to just serve them at the highest level possible to build that relationship. And is that the genesis is just, okay, these are my clients. Why don't I just do above and beyond what any other accountant and tax advisor is going to do for them? Yeah. It's, it's really about how do you, how do you build a relationship? And look at more, it's not just maximum dollars per transaction, it's maximum dollars per lifetime. Uh, And, and most people, most account or most, you know, business owners, clients, whatever, they don't understand what we do. It's this behind this curtain, like sort of Oz behind the curtain, we plug numbers into a tax form and I say, okay, here's what you owe, or here's what you're going to save and blah, blah, blah. But they do understand, oh, this guy gets me. He sees the problem that I'm going through and I got you know, a book from him that helps solve that, or, or he's putting out content that asks the question, answers the question that I actually was asking, but I didn't know that I was asking. Um, and so I think it's, it's just, how do, how do we, I see myself as, as a business owner first and as an accountant second. Mm, um, love that. And so that allows me to put myself in the shoes of my clients a lot easier. And I think the more we can put ourselves in our shoes of our ideal client or our ideal customer, um, then we're going to be allowed, that's, that's going to say, how can we then go and deliver? And so I'm just trying to do the things that I would want to get. And I, you know, I joined Tony Robbins platinum partners. They send us books almost every month. Uh, you know, and, and so I was like, wow, this, I really appreciate this. And it shows they're thinking of me and then there's, you know, and so, so I think just little ways to, to, to connect over time um, is it, it, you, know, you just got to differentiate yourself. And that's one of the ways to do it. I think that's what gives you the greatest advantage. You're a business owner who is helping people with their taxes. So you're in their shoes. And whenever I was looking for an accountant, I wanted a street fighter who was a business owner. I wanted mm-hmm. someone who thought like me and most accountants out there are just accountants, right? right. And uh, they might consider, self, consider themselves an entrepreneur, but you're out there constantly trying to be a part of other businesses, create new businesses, create new relationships. And so you're on the front lines. You get to see what's out there, the possibilities. You understand social media probably more than 99.9% of all the accountants on this planet, right? Yeah. <laughs> more than like probably most, more than most business owners too, but like, <laughs> you know, not to toot my own horn, but like, I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, most, well, here's why, because they're thinking about the billable hour and to get my social media off the ground, we had to post three times a day for nine months straight without a single client. Nobody understands and why that's important, right? No, no accountant would give up that many hours. And this was when we we had maybe six employees, six or seven employees total. And then the eighth one was a full-time social media person. That's a significant payroll investment. And then also the time investment that pulls me away from sitting and plugging up, plugging up tax returns uh, to, to create that content. But, but guess what? Now I make one post with a call to action at the end of it, and I'll get you know potentially 50 grand of business off of one post sometimes, depending on the, you know how well it does. So that's a, that takes me three minutes to create. That's a pretty good hourly rate. 
right? So, but it's, it's, you know, when we average at all the hours, you know, it's probably now finally starting to break even, but, but now I got, you know, I got, I got, an, you know, it, then there's a brand so you can charge more when you have a bigger brand. Um, and, and then you, you put a lot of goodwill into the marketplace. And so uh, one thing I've learned that was, a, has been a, a, value, a huge benefit from social media that I didn't expect was, you know, we try to do a great job for all of our clients and occasionally we'll miss, we'll miss something or we'll screw up. You know, every, every bunch of business, you screw up sometimes. What I've noticed is that because of all the goodwill I've put out there in the marketplace, people who've hired me as a client are CPA firm clients, especially the ones who come through social media, through Instagram, they have, there's more of a forgiveness buffer there because they, they understand my intent is to help and to serve. And, and so they, they don't think that I'm just, you know, trying to be greedy or whatever, because they've seen me serve and I've built that trust with them and in the marketplace. And so that was something that I didn't expect to come out of social media, but, but it really has because it's not just been me running ads of buy my stuff. It's been, here's how much I can give, right. Oh. And, and give, put content out. What a great point. The more you put out there, the more leeway you have with potential customers or even clients themselves, right? I noticed that, you know, when we work with individuals, individuals have known me probably for two years prior to working with me. So let's just say we create the first draft and they don't like it. They're more honest or more transparent of what they like and what they don't like. And they give me more leeway to fix it for them, right? So uh -huh. that's, I never really think about how important it is to be a, a a giver online because you're building up this, like this relationship capital. And you know, if something doesn't go right, there's way more slack and leeway to say, Oh, I know you're going to, I trust you. Yeah. You're going to fix this. Yeah. Me. Well, Warren Buffett, when he's investing in companies, he wanted, he talks about one investing companies that have a moat and a moat would be something that's a buffer against their competition. Like when you think of a moat around a castle and really I think of your giving value to people for free is building your moat around your existing clients because of that, at least what I've experienced. Yeah. Therefore, they're not going to just jump ship because it's not a one-to-one -one ratio. If they right. leave you, they might be going into the unknown, right? So they don't know what that person's going to be like whenever things don't go as planned. That's right. good. Yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, this is the book, guys. Cash Flow and Grow, one of the greatest moments in my life up until this, I guess, you know, I guess you could say it was one of the greatest moments whenever this happened. Uh, is you, if you see at, on the cover of this book, Tyler McBroom is a true financial leader and one of the best virtual CFO coaches that I know by Tony Robbins. When Tony Robbins said what he wanted to say on the cover and you forwarded the message to me of the exact voice message. <laughs> It was like he was talking to me, dude. So I'll never forget that moment. I felt like I felt like Tony Robbins texted me. And yeah. <laughs> but that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a a question that I've been, I guess, thinking about for a while. And I made a post about it the other day. My goal this year is to buy, uh, I guess, my other dream car, which is a Dodge Viper. And I have a couple different businesses. I've obviously thinking about getting whole life insurance. And before I make that purchase, you were one of my first calls for sure. Tony Watley and then Tyler McBroom. Those are the two on the list. Is there anything that you could say to me or anybody listening who wants to buy their dream car? That is a, uh, that is a, it's a smart plan to put in place 
Therefore, it might be a great business expense. It could be used in a certain way that could cut your cost. It could be uh, a way for you to incentivize your team. So maybe you have it as a part of a package within the, the company. I mean, there are things that you could put in place. Is there anything you can recommend to me right here without knowing all the details? Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing is actually use it for your business. Most people buy a car and then they try to just write it off and they don't actually drive it for business miles or use it for promo or any, any of that stuff. So you, first things first is you got to actually use it for business. Um, in in your case, I know, I don't know, they might be with, with the engines, but uh, if it's over 6,000 pounds or you're looking between a couple of cars, if it's, if it's over 6,000 pounds, you're going to get to write off a whole lot more of it. Uh, it is not 6,000 pounds. <laughs> no. So, so something just to be aware of is they have what are called luxury auto limits, which um, the depreciation is capped at a certain level for those, those like exotic vehicles that are under six. If it's over 6,000 pounds, you can go get a Lambo Urus, even though it's a $500,000 car you know, or whatever the, the number is right now, but because it's over 6,000 pounds, if you use it a hundred percent for business, you get a half million dollar deduction in the year you buy it. Yep. Um, and but if it's under six thousand pounds, the depreciation's capped at eighteen grand in year one, sixteen grand in year two, and it dwindles a little bit each year. But so just that's something to, that it's important to be aware of. Um, the uh, I know the big kind of hot thing among influencer marketers is they say, well, it's part of my brand, so then it's deductible. Um, that doesn't automatically make it deductible, uh, you've got to actually drive it for business miles. So if you're going on and making like a roadshow promo or like, Mike, I know you drove from Hurricane Cash Profit Live back home to Pennsylvania. <laughs> you thought I was insane. What the <laughs> yeah. hell are you doing, Mike? Yeah. Wait for the airports to open That's back up. A business, those are all business miles, right? Because yeah, right. you're driving home from, so that would count. So just um, just be aware that you, you, you've got to make sure that you're actually using it for business miles in order for it to be a business deduction. Uh, and wrapping your logo around it does not make it automatically 100% business use. The cost of wrapping the car is deductible, but the 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 rest of the wear and tear, the depreciation, repairs, fuel, all of that is still a function of the percentage of business miles that you drive. Um, as far as the whole, I know I saw your post about um, what are some creative ways to you know to write this off. Um, if you have enough cash value in your in your life insurance, then you can absolutely take a loan out on that, and that's tax free. Um, in order to have that much cash value, you've had to probably have invested significant amount into whole life. So, I would say that um, it's not something that you would if you if you haven't already opened it, it wouldn't be something that you'd like go invest in the whole life right now and then borrow from it because it takes five, six years. I think that's something to be the, that's a, um, I, I've seen a lot of that with the infinite banking concepts and all that come up recently, infinite banking and whole life policies. I think uh, those can be absolute incredible wealth building tools. But I think one of the mistakes that a lot of people who talk about them do is they don't talk about the break even of when that makes sense to do. And it's usually uh, be pretty wealthy in order for it to be able to weather the time horizon that that's going to generate enough net worth and enough value to be able to actually be your own bank. So it's a great long-term play or a mega wealthy play. Um, just like 
Um, and and I'm I'm I more work with like the small business owners and some of them that are growing to that. But I was just chatting with uh, another CPA who's a, a colleague of mine who lives in California, and he specializes in the whole set up set up all these trusts to get get these mega wealthies money out of California type of thing. And and those 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 videos always go viral on TikTok and always go viral on Instagram. And I always get them sent to me and Tyler, are these legit? Like are these legit? And I'm like. Okay, pump the brakes. Uh, and and so I I was curious because that's not my area. That's not really my wheelhouse. So I'm always a big fan of going and asking the experts. Um, and so I I was chatting with him. We're he was a, he's also a, a Tony Robbins Platinum Partner. And I was asking him at a recent event. And I was like, so so this this whole trust thing and all that. I said, what's the break even of when it makes sense to do all that stuff? And he said. And this is an important detail for anyone who's seen any of this, this content floating around. It's net worth of 30 million or above. So wow. all the, I, I guarantee most of the people sending those DMs to me asking about this, this whole life of insurance and sharing it all over TikTok or Instagram, not to knock TikTok, Instagram it happens too, but um, they're probably not at 30 million quite yet. So just be, be aware that, like people might try to sell you this whole rigmarole and do this thing for followers and eyeballs. You've got to have, there's a golden rule. I always say in tax planning and accounting and everything that the cost of doing something has to be less than the benefit you're going to receive from doing it. And so if you're going to spend a hundred grand a year to set up trusts and it's only going to save you 20,000 in taxes, don't do it. And so, so it's important to look at that break-even analysis of where's the horizon. Now, if you've got a goal to get to hundred million in net worth, it's great to know when that roadmap and that step is. And so it's still important to kind of be aware and educate yourself on those things, but, but don't think that everything's a silver bullet. Yeah. After talking to Tony, he was telling me, uh, you know, what you're thinking about, you might be overcomplicating it. It's mm-hmm. just as easy as getting a low interest loan and paying it off. And then obviously you might upgrade within two years. And if you buy right, you know, you buy something that's in demand now and it will be two years from now, it will only appreciate in value because of the the type of car it is. And therefore you could sell it for either just a small loss, possible gain, or even a break even. And therefore there's, you just drove a car for free for two or three years, potentially garnering all kinds of eyeballs for your business. So it's just that easy, right? Some people overcomplicate it. Yeah, for sure. Well, you just said about the uh, Tony Robbins Platinum uh, Partners. And uh, I know that you've been telling me, hey, you got to join. I just joined the DM family. Yeah. It's a life-changing group. I've been thinking about it for years. There's no way that I would be accepted, I guess you could say three, four years ago, but I'm finally in it. So the next move potentially is the platinum partners. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that you have evolved tremendously since I first met you, you're swimming with sharks, you're hanging out with Tony Robbins, all that. (laughs) What, what do you gain from being in like these masterminds? Uh, yeah. Just Tony's masterminds in general have been a huge, huge reason for my success. I think when I look back on it and I mean, frankly, I wouldn't be partners with Tony Robbins without joining the first $300 a month mastermind that I joined because I got asked to teach a tax class in there and then got subsequently led to a Canadian, the Canadian partner, because I didn't, you know, we had Canadian guests. And, and so without masterminds, I wouldn't be partners with Tony Robbins. And that's obviously done, you know, things that have opened a lot of doors. Um, And, uh, but it's, it's been, I mean, 
you've got to grow. I, we talked to, I talked at the beginning about how most accountants are really good at accounting, but they're not great business owners. And most of this, because they spend, they, you have to do what's called CPE, continuing professional education. And every business owner should be at least doing some sort of professional development. But most accountants, I'm not trying to knock accountants, they're great people and they're great at what they do. But what most accountants spend all of their hours of development on is on the technical side of their craft. I do what I need to do to stay you stay abreast of current tax laws and updates and all of that. And then I lean on my team members where I can amplify their knowledge and, and siphon that from them by asking and having conversations with them. And then I spend as much of my remaining time for education as possible on the actual business growth part of it. Like the 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 leadership, the operations, the scaling, the marketing, all of that. And that's been primarily through joining masterminds. And, and, and so I'm a a huge advocate of pay to play. Like the people that you meet when you get into those rooms, you can't, you can't possibly fathom what's going to come out of it. Uh, Because the, so like a perfect example, Um, cash profit live, we had the music, you know, the music and AV was produced by Tony Robbins, AV crew and, 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 and sound guy, cello. And he shout out to cello. He's, he's incredible. He's great. Uh, uh, and I know Mike, you were having a blast on that stage with the, <laughs> with all the sound effects and stuff. It was were, awesome, man. It makes me look so professional when you have a great sound technician adding all that, you just feel like you, yeah. uh, you're, you're more than you really are. I think. <laughs> but the, the, the main reason that I, that even happened was because I was not because I'm, I mean, part, partially because I'm, I'm partners with Tony, but I was at a Tony Robbins Platinum Partner event, was around, and Cello was there, and he had mentioned that he needs some tax help. So we started talking, and just in our conversation there in person, I mentioned I had my live event. And so then we started, he started talking about, oh, I, I'm open that week, I'd love to help. And, and so you, you don't know where those conversations are going to go, but they're not going to go anywhere if you're not in that room. Right. And so like the doors that it's opened... If you're in any sort of business that works with other business owners and you go with an intent to just connect and give, you're going to get free education also, by the way, paid education. As you go in those rooms, people want to do business with the people that are like them, which are people that are investing in growth. You end up getting clients out of it. And at least in my experience, I think, Mike, I know you've probably had that experience too. Uh, I think the last platinum partner event I went to, I think I sent you four clients just from having conversations and having my book with. This guy me. needs a book. This guy needs a book. Uh, yeah. This guy needs a book. <laughs> and uh, and 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 so you end up getting you get all the knowledge you need to grow your business in a, in a, in a long term effective way, and you meet people that can become clients, and you meet friends who are along the going along the same path as you. And when you're a business owner, it's it can be very lonely. It can be very hard to find people that know the problem, same problems that you have that you're going through. And so going there, it's so refreshing to go meet and, and like literally you're having a conversation and they're describing the challenges that they've had in the last 90 days. And you're like, wait, are you running my business? It's exactly <laughs> the same. Like, literally it's the exact same thing. And so it's just, it's just, it's so nice to have that, you know, opportunity to connect with those people. Well, we met at the uh, 365 driven event out in Utah, the power of a mastermind, the past, the power of events is absolutely real. And that was, that was, what's cool about it. Like we're there to speak and maybe, you know, meet people, 
but we're hiking mountains. We're like going mm-hmm. through the, the river together and you have all these memories. So it's not just like, let's do business together. Like my accountant, I just, I come to him a couple times a year with, with, with questions about my, you know, my books, you know, mm-hmm. there's really no uh, going out to Utah and then having these like really yeah deep relationship building moments. Dude, one of, one of my clients who I, every time I, he picks up the phone and I, I answer the phone, we talk and, and uh, I love chatting with him, but we, he's from Arte. We rode down a bobsled together in Whistler three, two and a half, three years, three years ago. I mean, once you've bobsled it with someone, they're not going to go somewhere. You know, <laughs> the business like, part's it, easy then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's so we're so much more than just we're doing his books and doing his taxes, right? So uh, uh, yeah, once you've hit, hit that wall and that fourth turn, you know, it's like, hey, all right, we, we've done this together. So that's the power of it. You got to get to events, guys. It'll change your life. And then, like you said, you're finding people who are investing in their future. I'm telling you, if you're willing to spend a thousand, two thousand, a couple thousand to go somewhere, you're probably going to take your business pretty seriously, which means you'll probably take that advice and act on it, right? Yeah. Uh, you, um, you, your social media is phenomenal simply because there are so much, there's so much happening in the world and you are able to get on your Instagram and take the content and then explain how some of the changes that Congress will make or won't make <laughs> is actually going to affect the business owner. And you have a lot of fun with social media. There are, are people, and I met with one individual today who's nervous about doing what you do, you know, showing mm-hmm. your personality because they want to look really, really professional. Well, yeah. I always talk about Tyler McBroom. He's very professional and he adds humor to everything. And if he can make taxes and entertaining, you can make anything entertaining. So what do you say to people when it comes to those who are like frozen in fear of being as active and vocal on social media like you? Yeah. So I think that it's, it's a huge mistake not to show your, let your personality shine through. Um, for the same reason people want to do business with a, a person, not a logo. If you're right. acting like a super buttoned up professional, you're, you're no better than a logo. And, and so you, they want to see your human side. I, I mean, I, I was at an event speaking last year and someone, this couple came up to me and they were the, the, the wife of the guy followed. She was like, I follow your wife and I love the little yoga stuff she posts. And like, and then, you know, they see us out on the boat and they're like having conversations. Like when I come to have a meeting with someone that's a consultation, they already know me. They know my family. They know what I'm about because I share all that stuff. And you've got to have fun with it. You've got to have fun with it. If you're just a stodgy professional, then you're just going to, you know, you're going to be white noise. Yep. And, and so, uh, and, and so in order to stand out and, and, and actually catch some attention, You've got to you've got to be yourself, um, and and then the other, other thing that I would say for those people who are like frozen in fear, that they're nervous to get started because they're they're nervous about how they come across on the camera and they don't want to ruin their rep, their professional reputation in putting themselves out there professionally. What I always tell them to do is pick a hobby and start a side a side page about the hobby. Oh. And start posting regularly, because if you have a hobby, you're going to be able to talk at length on it, comfortably, smiling, happy about it. You're going to be excited about it, so you can get in the habit and routine about posting. Um, there was a, a, a I did a CPA firm coaches master where I coached some CPAs on their firm, and one of them that was in in my group, um, 
he ended up starting a dad jokes page and he still run, he still runs it was a year ago and so he just posts the dad joke a day and he started testing he went and i told him about doing paid shout outs to, and to go on other like dad joke pages and he's done a few of those and gotten a little bit of a following and uh but it's because he enjoys that piece because he was in the same boat of like nervous about sharing the whole thing, public persona with cpa because he's got partners but um he's building those that skill set for if if he ever goes off on his own or you know has an opportunity to to really start doing that he'll have built the muscle and discipline of the skills of social media because it is a muscle it really it takes Damn straight it is it takes once you start making content it's just like when you start working out you start craving working out when you start making content you start looking for content pieces everywhere you notice it and so if you can build that through a hobby that's going to help get over your fears of getting putting yourself out there it's awesome uh one thing that i took from last year i read um Profit first. And uh, that's when I started creating separate bank accounts for charity, for taxes. And it was, you know, it was kind of stressful at first. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like a muscle, right? You've just become uh, accustomed to it. And there's a couple other things I started doing. Everything goes through two cards in my, in my company now. So the books, very easy to put together. If there's a payment to a contractor or whatever, it's all through one account. So it's just click a button, goes right into QuickBooks. Uh, I'm helping somebody start a business. She's been with me for six years. Uh, what would you say to the average person who's about to start a business? You know, what yeah. should they do to prepare the right way? Uh, so that way the books and everything is in order, uh, for tax time. Yeah, I would say go open up a QuickBooks account right away and open up a, just like what you just said you're doing. You're putting all your expenses on two cards. It. it can be one credit card and it doesn't have to be in the business's name. It can be in your name, but you only use that card for business expenses and have a separate business account. And even if you don't have an entity in place yet, because you're just starting to earn you know, a couple hundred dollars, if you're truly building this thing like a business, having the, those books from the very, from day one, and it's, if you know you're not going to do it, pay someone to do it. But if you're someone, if you're doing a side hustle and you're going to start, you know, making a, a thousand bucks a month or whatever, it's not practical to pay a bookkeeper, but there's trainings in there in QuickBooks that show you how to connect your bank accounts. It's very easy to set that up quick. And then every morning while you're having coffee, import the transactions, and then it's in there, the activity. So that when you get to tax time, you uh, it's, it's, it's done. And it's, it's so much easier doing it one bite at a time rather than this huge thing. And especially I know so many business owners who are just so focused on growing their top line and getting their sales in. I'll deal with the books later. And then suddenly three years goes by and they have not filed a single tax return. Oh, geez. And then How? it becomes this How? massive, it becomes this massive, massively overwhelming thing. And it only gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then never I've got we've got clients that come in that haven't filed for 10 years. And it's just this monster of a project for them. And they're terrified because they know it's going to be this huge number. So start when small. I know like uh, Tony Robbins talks about how when like how giving is incredible. Like it's so important to do from the very beginning because if you won't give a dollar out of ten, you won't give uh, you know a hundred thousand out of a million. Uh, but I think it's so critical if you're not going to track your books when you're making a hundred dollars then you're not going to have those habits when you're making a million dollars either. And so start them early. 
Damn right. You're a Jim Rohn fan. It's the same, same philosophy. And he takes it from the Bible, but if you can manage a little, you'll be given enough so you can manage a lot. Right. And so yeah. if you are, it, it really matters when you have few, right? Few employees, a couple dollars coming in. That's, yeah. that's when you're tested. If you could start to establish habits and, and patterns, then, then whenever lots come to you, you can do it with ease. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was a, that was a hard lesson, man, for me. I know that <laughs> I would always wait till the end. Okay. All right. So January 15th is when I sit down and do everything and yeah. then you just dread it. Right. And then what you dread, you never really enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, even when you're thinking about it, doing it, even when it's done. So, uh, if you have it set up one time and you click these buttons and it's just something you put as a part of your day or part of your week, then you like looking at your numbers, right? You're always yeah. afraid of the monster when you don't look at it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fun. That's one of my favorite things to do. I remember I saw a post online of someone like, oh, you start work, get up and start working every day. And someone said, well, if you're an accountant and you start in your spreadsheets every day, they're going to blow your brains out. And I'm like, actually, and maybe because I'm an accountant, but I love looking at my spreadsheets because those spreadsheets are cash flow. And when you have a clear insights on that, it's fun. I used to, it's exciting. I used to hate looking at the numbers until you start making some money. You're like, oh my God, look at that passive revenue. Oh my God, I want to see this tomorrow. Look where it can go. Let's look at the projection based on where we're going. Oh, this is exciting. Let's go. Damn right. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what this book is all about cash flow and grow. And it's really about why cash matters. Actually, that's chapter one. Uh, And starting to focus on cash flow, not just cash in the bank, right? So what is this book all about? And how has your life changed since you put it out there, man? Because I see the leads. We do the fulfillment for his book, guys. I see the leads come through. And when he has a lot of books come through the pipeline, it means that he made a social media post about it. So what has happened since (laughs) you put this out? Yeah. So basically, the book is essentially it's it's the financial habits and routines that you need to have in your business to grow cash flow. It's Everyone focuses on the top line only. You go to these conferences, these masterminds, right? They're, they're the worst, worst culprit. Oh, how, how's your business doing? Great. Revenue's up 20%, but it's their profits are down 20%. So it doesn't matter. So it's it's all the, the ways to monitor and track and calendar and, and, and get in your schedule to make sure that you're focusing on all the financial components of your business. Um, and as far as how it's, how it's changed, I think just, you know... Well, number one, I've had people t- like, the, and you talk about this whenever you you talk about the importance of a book, Mike. Is the social proof aspect? Whew. I've had clients say they've you know f- started following me for a little bit of time, and then they saw that I was the number one bestseller, so then they hired me. Where so I think part of that what it did is I already was doing a lot on social media, but then when I got the book, I think it it shortened the time to of of establishing trust because. It's it's there. Oh, best-selling book, especially you see the Tony Robbins quote. There's there's instant credibility there. So it um, it it definitely adds gravitas there. Um, being able to you know if I want to go speak somewhere, having having my you know I'm a best-selling author that increases my likelihood to to get on stage and or my speaking fee mm-hmm. uh, if it does. So that easily paid for itself. The Amazon royalties are the tiniest little sliver of what I get from it. But even Should that be. has already paid for everything I've paid you for for the, just the Amazon royalties. Um, and then I got to tell you, the coolest thing, it was the coolest feeling ever when we were doing the bestseller push and just taking throughout the, like the, the night of, and then the next morning and the, uh, throughout the day, 
seeing in the in the bestseller ranks, seeing me stacked against these books that I grew up reading, like like I was stacked, mm-hmm. I was, you know, beat Dave Ramsey, then I beat Profit First, and then Ray Dalio. You know, I know they're selling those books every day and these books, but still, like it's so cool to just see see like to have those like those screenshots of like you know and I can't wait for my next book and see if we can you know push that even further. Uh right. you know, so it's been just a really cool thing to to have. Well, when people ask me like, hey, what do you expect on day of? And I'm like, well, look at Tyler. I believe, and I'm just kind of ballparking, but thousands of copies you sold on the first day. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's great. It's awesome. But imagine if you have the data on all of those people who bought yeah. that book. And through your website and through your, your funnel, you're able to capture data on everybody who's interested in this content, which means you now apply the service mindset to it. Hey, if you're interested in this, I can offer you your private Facebook group to them, right? Do you mm-hmm. want to jump on a call? Do you want to do this? Here's another idea. Here's an email. Here's a text message preparing yeah. for taxes. Here's what I recommend. So you can serve them at such a high level. And yeah. I'm assuming that's probably what you found out more than anything else, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, people that came to my event because they bought my book. Or they, right. they got my book for free, right? They they got my book for free plus shipping, and uh, and then we just stay in touch with them and and you know drip drip drip, and eventually you know they have a need. Stronger so, relationship. That, if yeah. you want to get a copy of his book, it's tylermcbroom.com. Tylermcbroom.com. Pick it up. Pay for uh, shipping, and uh, it'll come right out to you guys. You know we get the tracking code and all that. So definitely a a must if you're looking to grow your business and start focusing on cash. Yeah. And one other really cool thing I got to say that was, it was like, it was amazing. I don't know how many of your, you know, clients experience this or not, but like, I think the coolest thing seeing, seeing them stacked into the best-selling author, but like I had people that would tag me reading my book on the treadmill at the gym, or they'd tag me reading my book on the beach on vacation. And like, it just like being able to be a part of someone's vacation through a book that you put out in the world is just like, there's no feeling like it. It's just a cool feeling. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah you're everywhere then, right? You yeah. think that you're just talking about taxes. You're changing people's lives and their businesses. Yeah. Someone told me that they literally were reading my book on their plane ride on a plane ride on vacation. And she started crying because this had been such a complicated area of her life. And she was like, you made it so simple. And, and I was like, Thanks for sharing. That's amazing. Like, but you know, it's, it's pretty, you know, that's, that's more than just doing someone's tax return. Right. So it's, it's cool. Yeah. If you keep things simple, it gets remembered and confused minds never buy, but more so they never remember you. That's why you got to keep the language simple, clear, concise, and helpful. It's awesome. Uh, any last bits of advice? This is uh, we're talking about February 14th. It's uh Valentine's day. So happy Valentine's day yes. to everybody out there. Uh, what do you recommend for anybody right now? People think that, oh, I don't have to worry about taxes or anything until maybe November, December. There's mm-hmm. a lot you can do right now to get positioned correctly. Any last tips uh, before we yeah. start? Yeah, I today? mean, I would say something that we haven't really talked about yet is the is the importance of tax planning and frankly, what it even is. And so I think that's the, the, something I would want to leave with everyone, at least anyone who's a business owner or thinking about being a business owner or wants to bring value to their boss who's a business owner. Um, understand the concept of tax planning. And and Mike, you kind of hinted it at the very beginning of our conversation, which is you used to think that, and this is like everyone thinks, they see the <laughs> TurboTax ad on the Super Bowl and they go, oh crap, I've got to gather my shoebox of death of receipts and print it on my bank statements, drop them off on my accountant's desk 
so that I can anxiously wait for three or four weeks and wonder what I'm going to owe. And then they tell me what I owe. And then I cut that check. That's the least, like the worst time of year to meet with your accountant. Because all we're doing is filling out the forms and we're just historians and everyone thinks it's the time of year. So we're all overwhelmed and stressed and don't want to talk, you know, no one wants to talk to you anyways. Um, but so what tax planning is, is when you meet at the very least right before the end of the year, but also ideally throughout the year yep. to run numbers, look at your business and look at potential tax strategies that are available to you that can save you five, 10, 20,000, hundred thousand. We've had sometimes clients where we've saved three or $4 million off of a 30 minute call. Um, and so doing tax planning is the United States really has two tax codes. There's a tax code for employees and there's a tax code for business owners. The tax code for employees, you pretty much have one correct answer. Yes, you can buy a home. Yes, you can give some money away to charity, a little bit of wiggle room there, but pretty much your tax bill is what it is. On the business owner side, though, there's millions of tax strategies. The tax code is so thick that if we printed it out and used it across the room and I held it in front of me and used it across the room with a Colt 45 Magnum and fired it at me, it would not pierce the tax code because it's so thick. So it's your own bulletproof vest. But, and all of those things are for business owners. Right. And so, so, and I would say the, if your business is steady year over year, then meet before the end of the year, get your marching orders from your accountant, lower your taxes. If your business is growing like crazy, you're growing in dog years. So a quarter is a year, a month is a quarter. And so the more, so you should be meeting at least two or three times a year with your account for tax planning. If you're growing above, call it 20 to 25%, but just get that on the calendar. It's one of the most impactful things you can do if you're a business owner. Man, that's a great point. You know, there's a time where it's going steady and then it just skyrockets at the the last three days of this year of 2022, actually. Um, I mean, we had 20 new clients come into the pipeline. Now I wasn't prepared tax wise for that. Yeah. So that's something that's going to educate me going forward. Okay. Let me get some more debt on the books. Let me start to make some moves with it's Tyler. Probably be a, hopefully not too painful of a, of a lesson, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be painful, but I think that's the only way that yeah, we I call learned. those champagne problems. <laughs> yeah. Right. These are, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Like, there's still problems though. I remember, I remember meeting with my accountant in 20, 2013, 2012, I was so, uh, I was so broke. And my accountant said, you know what? You, you couldn't afford health insurance, but uh, you're going to be fined for not being able to afford health insurance. Yeah. With the <laughs> and I kept thinking to myself, how is that even possible? I can't even afford health insurance. You're going to yeah. find me for not being able to afford it. Yeah. Mind blowing. Anyways, dude, you're the only guy that I can think of when it comes to taxes. So if you guys are out there and you want to have the tax strategy in place for 2023, Get in touch with Tyler. Pick up a copy of his book, tylermcbroom.com. Uh, and uh, I'll probably be seeing you in a couple of days or actually maybe even this week on our mastermind call. So yeah. Tyler, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was great. I really appreciate it, man. And if you guys uh, want to follow him, you can find him pretty easy on Instagram, Facebook, all over the place. And then uh, check out his uh, Cash Profit Accelerator on Facebook. You don't want to miss it. <laughs>